0: You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff
1: and Amy, a podcast on how to be more
0: efficient and effective yeah. in everyday life. Hey Everybody, and welcome to InfoQuench. On this episode of InfoQuench, we're going to be talking about something a little bit more serious, and that is how to care with how to care for rather a loved one that's in the hospital.
1: Yes. So if you have a loved one in the hospital or maybe just a friend or a coworker that you're going to visit and you're not really sure what to do to help, we have a few tips.
0: I think we've all been there as well. I mean, we all have had someone close to us in the hospital and you all you really want to do is make that stay as as as, you know, you don't want them to remember it. You want them to have a good time in there. You want them to party. You want them to like, you know, take their mind off whatever's ailing them.
1: Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You need to throw a big party for anybody in the hospital. That's the, uh, the best way to do it. <laughs> I think it would be fun
0: if you were allowed to do that, but <laughs> I don't think it's uh, it's very feasible. Is it?
1: No. And you know, I recently, well, not recently, it's a couple of years back now, my, my father had a brainstem stroke and we spent a lot of time in the hospital during that situation. And I think we'll probably dedicate a future episode where we go in a little bit more in depth into his uh, specific condition. Yeah, we'll try
0: condition. it. I would, really, uh, I would really love to get him involved in one way or another, you know? If we could get him, you know, recorded or something like that would be great.
1: Yeah, so we'll hopefully we'll be able to do something like that down the road. And But uh, during that time, we really learned a lot about having a loved one in the hospital and what are some of the things that you can do to just ease the process. And I think one of the the main things for us was it it sounds strange but actually keeping a bit of a journal so my mother and I uh, spent a lot of time in a waiting room during you know the initial procedures during the initial uh, admission process and then also just you know during when doctors were doing tests and that sort of thing we would be out in the waiting area so we took that time we had a, a book where we really just wrote down everything around the medical situation that my father was going through so any procedures that were done we documented them with the dates Uh, we made sure we tracked doctors names and medications, and it it's allowed us It's important because you never
0: know when you're going to have to get back to that.
1: Oh, and we referred to it constantly. It right. allowed us to, to go back and if we needed to research anything or maybe just educate ourselves on certain medications so that we could ask the proper questions. Yeah,
0: There's like a revolving door of, of doctors as well that deal with the same patients, so it's nice to keep it all straight.
1: It gave us something to focus on while we were in the waiting room. You know, that's a difficult time frame when you're spending that time just right. wondering what what's happening uh, you know when your your loved one is is with the doctor gives you focus it does and it also it just having the information there when you're in that level of emotional state, it's hard to remember the details. Right, exactly. So you're, it, if we can, if you can get them down on paper while they're fresh and you refer to them later on, it's also a time where you can document uh, any medical history or things that you think may be contributing to a condition or could have a possible uh, implication that the doctor should be made aware of. So uh, having a journal, I, I think, is a key tip that I would just like to... Another great
0: thing about having the journal is... The, you know, the patient can look back uh, after the fact and see exactly what it is that was administered, what, what they went through, what kind of surgeries or whatever, and if they wanted to do some kind of like a book or something like that, they have all that information right at hand.
1: That's right. I mean, I think that most of us are familiar in New Brunswick. We don't have an electronic record of our medical records that are readily available to us as patients Right. and recording that on our own is definitely taking ownership of our own medical history and it's a it's a it's a great way to go it's a valuable resource to have down the road it so makes
0: a lot of sense
1: having that for the patient themselves to uh, reference back it's right. definitely a, a valuable resource so another tip that I'd like to mention is just to now pay attention, if you have a loved one, to what the nurses are doing in terms of care and maybe ask questions about what you can do to help out. We all know that our medical system is overburdened. Strained. and strained. One of the things that I realized in the amount of time I spent uh, at my father's bedside is just watching the nurses and how hard they work. They have. They really do.
0: They're they're on their feet the whole time,
1: and it's and it's hard and, work that they do. So if there's something extra care that you can do to help your loved one, it could be something as simple as, for instance, if you're watching a nurse swab their mouth uh, with a mouth swab, just maybe yeah, you can asking learn a how question. Exactly, ask them how to do that. How you how you can help. So, in between when they're giving care, that if you're there visiting, how you can help out your loved one, and uh, also. You know, ask questions around the monitoring devices so that you understand what you're looking at. Uh, Heart rate and,
0: it, and blood pressure and stuff like that? Yeah. Don't you
1: mean? So, any, exactly, any of the uh, yeah. digital monitoring equipment, feel free to ask the questions and yeah. they'll be. I've always found that they were always happy to explain it to me. And that way, if I saw something off, it's just an extra set of eyes and you can ask the question. I've always
0: said you would have made a great doctor.
1: Oh, thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, really, we're our having a loved one there we're having that extra set of eyes we're obviously we're going to pay more attention uh, than anybody and like i said i we've got busy nurses we've busy medical staff they do an amazing job but anything that you can do to help keep yourself educated in the process is uh, going to support it your loved one it
0: alleviates the workload too for the nurses we can't really do the doctor's stuff. We can't write you know, prescriptions and stuff. But. No. Can you imagine? There are yeah, limits. Just take uh, five of these and call me in the morning.
1: <laughs> Another thing that we ran into is when you're in a, a moment of crisis and you have a loved one going through significant medical issues, you have friends and family who really want to be updated on what's happening, and that can be hard. It's hard to get the word out. So if people are asking how they can help, maybe designate one of those people close to you to be a liaison who can then communicate the information out to the people who need to know so that that's one less thing you need to worry about if you're in a a waiting room or at a bedside you don't want to have to worry about who's being informed of uh, the current status of the medical condition or your loved one so appoint a liaison that can help you do that that way you're communicating to one person and then they can get the information out
0: one of the things that we learned as well uh, when we were in our situation in the hospital was if someone really does want to help by all means let them it makes everything go a lot more smooth and it just helps helps in every way you know
1: it it does and it it, uh it gives that person a sense of purpose and they they truly do want want to help out so accept that help and 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 let them uh you know ease the burden one of the things that we did is we actually started a private facebook group that was just for close family so Obviously, there are certain things that you would uh, refrain from sharing in on social media or electronically. But just to keep our, our close family updated on my father's medical situation, we created a, a closed group, and it was a great way just to, you know, let his uh, his siblings uh, know where where Where's things progress stood. was was at, and we could do a quick post and and just give some general information. And uh, again, having uh, actually. Jeff you acted as really our, our liaison I yes I was a
0: social <laughs> media guru for, throughout all of that
1: right he took on just making sure everybody was kept informed and last but not least in terms of uh, taking care of a loved one make sure you take care of yourself it is so easy to go hours without eating uh, not getting proper rest feeling like you need to be you know at the bedside around the clock but it's if you know if you end up sick yourself it can compromise the patient. So take care of yourself and then take... They always It's stay super on a, important to stay do. They say on an airplane what, when the oxygen mask come down, comes down, you need, to put, you it on need the, to put it on yourself first so you right. can save everybody else. Exactly. So make sure that you look after yourself during that situation. Yeah. So those are some things if you have a loved one in the hospital, but we we'll also uh, would like to talk about some tips around if you have maybe somebody who you're not quite as close to, but you're going to visit or you've heard maybe a friend is in the hospital and you want to know. Or a coworker,
0: or, yeah, no question.
1: And it can be hard. I mean, it's hard to figure out what to buy. We're not big gift givers anyway. We It's hard, it's hard to figure out what people need in their lives. And, it is. And uh, in a hospital setting, it's even more difficult. There's a lot of restraints around flowers. what you can bring
0: in. You can't bring flowers right now.
1: Right. Well, any and flowers because of allergies, things with scents. to be an issue Uh, if you are... Fruit baskets
0: are okay though.
1: They can be but even depending on the condition of the patient they may have certain food restrictions. They may not even be on solid food so if you You don't don't know for sure you don't want to be bringing the food that they can't eat. Uh, They can just look
0: at longingly and not be able to eat it that would be horrible.
1: So some of the things (laughs) that you can do is uh, you know you can help out with some of the things that they're going to be paying for anyway when they're in the hospital. So you can often get gift cards for things like the cable services. So if they have a television set up by their bedside, right? Uh, a lot of the hospitals will allow you to get a gift certificate that will help pay for the cable service or if they have a telephone set up. Uh, even sometimes they'll have gift cards that can be used in the gift shop for newspapers, newspapers or, right. or food
0: magazines.
1: Yes. Uh, If you want to help out the loved ones of the patient, you can maybe help through a parking pass. I know um, gas cards and uh, parking passes are invaluable to somebody who's spending a lot of time visiting a loved one in the hospital. So those are some ideas around really practical gifts. Also, one of the things that I learned is that nurses actually don't provide any nail care Uh, patients in the hospital. I don't know if that's universal, but I know here here in in St. John, New Brunswick, they don't don't don't. clip nails. So there are services that provide that. And of course, that's an important part of the, you know, of the care of the patients. So that would be another option for gift certificates. There's even uh, some hairdressing shops that either visit the hospital or are located directly in the hospital. So hair care service uh, could be another practical option for a gift certificate. Uh, if you're looking to actually bring in something, you know, that you can tangible, that you can hand to the person, socks and slippers are always great for hospital patients. Right. Uh, they have the, the socks that have the the grippers on the bottom so that they're, you know. Onesies. So they don't slip. Onesies.
0: <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it might make nursing care a little hard, but. Uh,
0: <laughs> I suppose it depends, though. What if you have a broken arm? <laughs> you can still do it with a onesie and be comfy.
1: What are you thinking about as a onesie?
0: Isn't it like just one, uh, just like, you know, pajamas that are just one piece?
1: Oh, okay. Yes, yes.
0: Isn't that what a onesie is?
1: Yes. Okay. What Uh, were you thinking it was? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Oh,
0: no, it wasn't. What were you thinking?
1: That's what I was
0: thinking. (laughs) All right.
1: Other items might be uh, puzzles. You know, people like to do crossword puzzles or uh, Sudoku. What
0: about those uh, adult coloring books as well?
1: Yes. Those are really popular. I actually, the first time I heard adult coloring books, I thought they were something much more. uh, X-rated. Yeah, So did I. So did I. was
0: like penthouse X-rated coloring, adult coloring books.
1: Yeah. There you go. Lotion, uh, we mentioned, but not, you know, not scented, uh, lotion. Sometimes just a a throw. If somebody has a favorite uh, blanket or a throw from their home and, and you're able to bring that in that can be a comforting thing for them uh, lip balms it gets really dry in hospitals so anything that's moisturizing Such a is sterile
0: environment yes the lighting everything you get them sunglasses too why not get those uh wear their sunglasses instead of looking up at those fluorescent lights
1: yeah it's a great idea yeah
0: i thought so it wasn't in your list, though. was no, it? No, I know no. Was,
1: I was. I missed that one. Yeah. It. It so there you completely go. Completely off the radar. All right.
0: Sunglasses.
1: Books and magazines are are uh, popular items, but again, be conscious. There. Sometimes patients have reading difficulties. They can have uh, issues that are affecting their vision or concentration. Audiobooks might be another option for if those are the you know the situations that you're encountering. Or even buying an iTunes card so that people can uh, purchase music or or audiobooks. Uh, an extra long charger for their phone. So if they, do have a, if they do have a cell phone in, sometimes the plug in the hospital may be located a little further away from the bed. So if you are able to get your hands on an extra long charger that they can make use of, it might be a little bit more of an expense, but I know it would be something that Not would be really wish. welcome. Not
0: on Wish. You can find them on Wish for like two bucks.
1: Oh, Wish.com. <laughs> do you want to give a little Wish.com plug? Because Jeff well, is... Uh,
0: this is, you, you most probably know about Wish, but it's a knockoff Chinese place where you can get uh, online. You can get uh, cheap products, and uh, most of the time they're not so great. Uh, some of the time they're pretty cool, and that's that's what I get to say about Wish.
1: Well, you recently got pens from Wish. Yeah,
0: two of which leaked, and then I sent them an email. And said, hey, two of these pens leaked, and then they sent they they, they sent my money back. Well, there you Which go. So you incredible. get a full
1: refund. But and I got
0: to keep the pens. They didn't ask for the pens back, and I didn't offer them. Well, so they ain't getting them.
1: How many pens were there altogether? Nine. Well, there you go. So yeah. you still had seven working pens that are essentially free.
0: I know. It's pretty good.
1: I think that that's a win.
0: I actually wanted to originally just say, hey, just send me some. Send me nine pens again. No big deal. You don't have to give me my money back. But then I was like, ah, you know, two that don't work, I'll... I'll I'll go for that. Why not?
1: So wish.com may be a good source for an extra long phone charger or some leaky pens if you're in the market. And back to the serious talk. All right. So other things to keep in mind when you're visiting, if it's flu season or really just any time, just make sure you're washing your hands. If it is flu season, they'll often have... um, Pure out. Well, they'll have hand, they'll have some hand sanitizers. They'll have masks and gloves. If they're out there for you to use, if you feel like you have any cold symptoms, just do your. Uh Patients a favor and either well stay away. But if well, you of course
0: under certain circumstances you don't even want to go to the hospital.
1: Exactly. So if it's if you're going through pneumonia or flu or anything highly contagious, you know, stay away. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do. You could always send a card in with somebody else to let them know. That Make you're sure you wash the them. card before you send it, though. That's right. So there's put no germs in a, on it. Yeah, maybe put it in a ziplock bag. Wear gloves.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> and. Uh, some other tips while you're visiting. you Don't overextend your stay. I guess that goes for any kind of visit, People get it? pretty
0: exhausted pretty quickly.
1: They do. Well, particularly when they're in the hospital. You know, they say 20 minutes. on, and Really, I am watching a lot of people come and go when I uh, was in the hospital with my dad. 20 minutes is probably a good average. I think people get a Depends little mentally on the person, exhausted.
0: Though. Sometimes people just don't want you to leave. As well, you know.
1: Well, and I guess one of the things when you do leave is maybe let them know when you'll be coming back for another visit. So if they're in a a long-term stay situation, it gives them something to look forward to. No question. So, you know, let them know and... If you're able to check in before you come and visit, do that. So if you're able to check in with the patient, depending on their condition, uh, by sending a text message or checking in with a loved one, just make sure that it is a good time to visit. Sometimes they have tests set up and they may uh, be gone when you go to go to visit them. So checking in may, may be helpful and just make sure that they are up for company. And if you are visiting and say a doctor pops in or a nurse pops in to do some care, uh, Make sure that you just excuse yourself and step out into the hallway to make sure that they get the privacy they, that they need during that time, and and uh, I'm I'm sure they you know they understand, and you know have a good yeah. time to go grab yourself a coffee or something and then come back.
0: Another thing too, though, is sometimes it's it's really good for you as a family member to keep the patient informed of things that perhaps they don't know, like that the doctors and the nurses perhaps didn't tell them. Uh, that they talk to you about, you know, and that they have every right to know, you know, about like, you know, future surgeries or whatever. Like you can be that person to keep them informed and that would, in turn, I think that would make them a lot more comfortable to know than right. not know. Right.
1: I guess that would be more if it's a family member. Right. Or as, as
0: a family member. You don't okay. want to do it as a stranger. Right. That would be cool though. Going to somebody <laughs> else, just as a stranger, go to somebody else's, uh, you know, bedside and just start telling them things. <laughs> oh, God, what a bad practical joke that would be. You've been punked. Anyway.
1: No, no, definitely. By all means, if it's somebody who's close to you uh, and, you know, the doctor or nurse comes in, and obviously if they're close to you, you are probably yeah. one to, want to keep yourself informed so you can keep the patient informed. But if you're just visiting a friend or a coworker, be sure to excuse yourself and give them the privacy that they need.
0: Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> that could get awkward now Everybody has the proper information <laughs> Which is good
1: I need to know my office mates uh, <laughs> the, the date of their next surgery uh, Something else I noticed in the hospital There aren't a lot of clocks around That are within view of the patient I know I like to know what time it is Or I, what
0: day it is Or what
1: day it is So having a clock and a calendar uh, In eyesight of the patient Is I think really helpful You'd I probably did get the, them on wish you, Yes. anyway yeah I mean there are, there's are some definitely some great electronic <laughs> clocks that you can get and uh, you know that are easily visible well, we but got a even,
0: fantastic one for your father yes. that had like the time the date the what did, what else did it have yeah and the temperature month. it was a digital clock right and,
1: and uh, that we'd bought off Amazon yeah fantastic which we used when he went had gone for the physical rehabilitation at Stan Cassidy. Uh, but while he was actually at the St. John Regional Hospital, we just used a, a basic analog clock. And below it, I hung just a sheet of paper each day. It had the day of the week uh, and the month and date.
0: So that he knew what day it was, it, what month. Yeah,
1: and just so because yeah. you can often lose track of time and, Easily. and it can make you feel even more isolated in a hospital situation, particularly if you're in a spot where you don't even have a window. Not having a, a sense of what time it is can be disorienting. So... If you do have somebody in the hospital, just have a look to see if they have a, a clock and eyesight and, uh, and if a, a calendar can be helpful. Just or so a radio. Time.
0: A radio is super important as well.
1: Yeah. So a radio, uh, is something that we used when my father was in the hospital before he was able to, uh, make use of a television and, you know, listening to just the CBC to keep up on current events, um, you can always check in with the nurses to make sure that the volume's appropriate if they're in a shared ward. But we, you know, didn't have any complaints. We kept it at a relatively low volume. There weren't just, any
0: complaints, uh, which was great. And you don't want to bother other patients for sure.
1: And in Dad's situation, because he wasn't able to communicate for some time, he uh, we actually put a, a little note directly on the radio with the station.
0: That he liked to listen to. That's uh, exactly. right.
1: Yeah. So, so that if it did get off the station or, or a button got hit, at least a nurse would know where to program it. Right. I think communication overall is key. I actually hung up notes by my dad's bedside just to remind nursing staff of different things. Uh, well, that
0: he understood what they were saying, and he wasn't. You know, when when he was like locked in, he could still understand what everybody was saying, even though he couldn't communicate back.
1: Right. So the nature of my father's uh, stroke, a brainstem stroke caused him to have locked in syndrome, which essentially made it so that he was, you know, completely functional mentally, but he was completely paralyzed physically. He was able to eventually start blinking. Uh, right. To communicate, you know, once for yes, twice for no. But it was a couple of months before he could uh, start to make sounds. That's sound. right. And that's where,
0: where where you said about communication is is in, in incredibly important. And not just in these in in your father's situation, but almost every situation, communication could always be better while you're in the hospital.
1: And I, some people may think that having notes up around a bedside would be. I don't know, obnoxious or, or maybe uh, condescending to the nursing staff, but I, I didn't receive anything but positive feedback from them. So some of the notes we would have would be just a reminder that my father needed glasses. Right. So once he was you know able to be opening his eyes, he wasn't able to communicate that if they had forgotten to put his glasses on, Uh, that he would need those so he would be essentially blind without them so just having a note above his bed so you know you've got staff that are changing shifts they've got so many things on the go and of course they're concentrating on the most important things that are essential to life Uh, you know monitoring vitals administering medication so simple things like just making sure that my father had his glasses on and having a note uh, around that was an important important thing so anything that you think can be helpful to communicate to the nursing staff uh, just keep that communication open and Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's welcomed on both ends both ends of the situation that's right so if you are going to visit somebody who maybe you're not You know, it's again, not a loved one, but maybe somebody that's just a friend. Think about some topics that you might want to cover before you go into the hospital. Some people are in for a routine surgery and conversation will be light. Other times the situation might be a little bit more dire. And so it can be hard to figure out what types of topics you want, you know, want to discuss. It might be a bit uncomfortable. So just maybe have some things in mind. You keep it light and talk about current events. Tell them about what's going on in your life, and you know.
0: Torture just. them with Trump. I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> I actually sped, spent spent uh, some time, uh, you know, just reading uh, while, while Dad was in the hospital. Reading to him, reading uh, the newspaper, uh, reading some some books, some nonfiction books to him, uh, and and fiction books as well. So again, if you have a patient who is maybe nonverbal, and you're not able to communicate that way, they, you know, the visitation, uh, the communication, the company is still so important. So if you find that you're not sure what to say, if you're just sitting there, feel free to bring a book, uh, something like because just the sound of your voice and uh, something to think about to take, the, take their mind off their current situation for a few minutes will be welcome. So uh, just keep that in mind and think about it before you arrive. So other things that you can do to help. If people are uh, in a situation where they have somebody in the hospital, a lot of times everything else can kind of fall by the wayside. So, you know, they have, the, if there's a storm, you know maybe they may need help with shoveling their driveway so they can get out to the hospital so there are other ways that you can help that maybe aren't directly related to the patient but just helping them keep their day-to-day life going uh, maybe you can offer to take pets for a walk or to help with house sitting if That's they're right. uh, if they're having to you know go away for sometimes people are going down to the IWK or to a, to yeah. another city so
0: anything to alleviate that stress that may that they may be experiencing while they're in the hospital what about the pet what about you know they don't have to think about that because it's taken care of
1: Right, uh, they may have other family members who want to get in to visit the patient, uh, maybe seniors or uh, people who aren't able to drive for one reason or another. So you could offer to, you know, chauffeur other visitors right. to yeah. the hospital. So just try to be a little creative around that, and having a, you know, maybe even a schedule set up for uh, visiting the patient. You can even do that if you do set up a private Facebook group. Again, if you have somebody in the hospital long term and you want to make sure that they're getting some company on a regular basis, you could uh, create a calendar through Facebook. A little,
0: little visiting schedule.
1: Exactly. So that you don't have everybody showing up at once. People tend to go on the weekends. That's but maybe, stressful uh,
0: for everybody. It when is. When everybody's there all at once, you know?
1: Well, and it can be tiring for the patient, and then they may go days without a visitor. So if you can communicate amongst yourselves so that you can kind of spread out the, those visits, I think everybody would benefit from that. Uh, I guess the the last item that I wanted to mention is just when you are bringing things into the hospital, be I guess mindful of the fact that space is so limited for nursing staff and uh, doctors to do their work. So if you are bringing in gifts, try to you know keep them small or things that don't take up the horizontal surfaces because you'll see that they have a lot of care items that they just need to have readily available to actually care. care for the patient. So. Space is definitely at a premium, and if you so leave
0: the piano at home. <laughs> yes. They don't need a piano while they're in the hospital. Again, you know, keyboards okay, trumpet, why not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're
1: struggling <laughs> for the for the light jokes on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a, you know it's that's a, my job. It's a hard topic. It's I. Uh, it's one that you know we we've, we've covered a lot of light topics, a lot of light tips, and. Yeah. But I felt this is an important one because we all encounter it and we just feel a little helpless sometimes about what we can do to help somebody
0: No, I I absolutely agree. The better that we can uh, plan for someone's care while they're in the hospital The better that they're going to feel the better that you are going to feel and you know, you don't need any added stress whatsoever
1: So hopefully something that you heard during this episode will be helpful and uh, Wish, wish.com no, I'm just, I'm joking. <laughs> if you remember nothing else wish.com <laughs> and we'll look forward to our next episode where we're going to get into a lighter topic
0: yeah um and we will leave that a secret
1: <laughs> bye-bye
0: thanks for listening everybody Thanks so much for listening.
1: And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also
0: check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, time, friends. friends.